Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Of course, the Heat had their big three with LeBron, Wade, and Bosh, but maybe Jay and Key are saying a big two could be on the horizon. Welcome inside, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We'll talk a little bit more about the Bucks in just a second, but guys, we're on the eve of the NFL season, and the thing that's I, right. And I know you guys are fired up. Everyone's fired up. Texans, Chiefs tomorrow. And the biggest thing I take away 17, is 17,000 people should be in the stands. Yep. In Kansas City, one of the most raucous stadiums in the league. But, Key, if you think about it, you know, it's just weird to have the NBA right now. It's weird to have the NHL right now. It's weird to have the Masters in November. It's not weird. It's great. It is. It's great. It is. But what I, my point there was the NFL is actually one of those leagues that's starting when it's supposed to start. There's something that feels, quote-unquote, Normal, no preseason, but this is right around the time they were going to start anyway, and they've gotten here. Well, baseball feels normal. I mean, it, it's it's going on. It feels normal. Late to start, me. late start, but it's it's you know summer uh, or end of summer, better yet. Yeah, I guess you could look at football from that perspective. I don't really watch hockey like that, to be honest with you. I mean, if you can tell, <laughs> if you can't tell, better yet, um, it's going to be fun though to be able to see. And what's going to make it even better? is that there will be a small group of people in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it'll just look like a, a, a stadium that's empty that belongs to a bad team. Right. Even though the team is going to be good. Fourth quarter blowout crowd. Yeah, four, fourth quarter <laughs> blowout or preseason type crowd, which is still cool. I'll tell you one of the things I'm, I'm stoked about because, you know, watching a lot of football since I've been a kid – but also now doing this show with Key and listening to all the, the terminology that is used within those, you know, within those lines, I think actually maybe hearing more of that sound on the field will be intriguing to me to actually hear what kind of communication happens. There's trash being talked, well, what plays are being ran. We can't say on air. <laughs> Obviously, but I look forward to hearing that. I think that's insight that sometimes fans, you wouldn't have had the opportunity when you have a hundred thousand people roaring that you can't hear yourself think. No. And, and, I don't know in basketball right now. You can't. I can't. I thought I would be able to hear the communication on the floor, but it's it's very minimum. Like there's nothing. You got to kind of read people's lips. I don't necessarily know if it'll be the same in the NFL. You know, the boom mics will be there, but will you pick up that sound, or will they sort of kind of pipe stuff in to kind of get rid of some of the language sure. that could potentially be used on the field. Is there some of that actually used every Sunday? It's, it's really? a, yeah, it's some harsh stuff that's said between <laughs> them piles, buddy. I'll tell you, football Ooh. is, you know, you, you see why it's, you know, America's sport, though. I think we're going into fall. Yeah. And right now with fall comes in flu season. And then people are wondering, you know, what's going on with everything happening? People are going to be staying home. Millions and millions and millions of people are going to be locked into these games. No doubt. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to listen to ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. We were ready to talk to Jen Latta earlier this morning on the show. She hosts a program on our ESPN radio affiliate in Milwaukee really knows the Bucks backwards and forwards. You know the deal. The season ended. Giannis has one year left on his deal, could be a free agent at the end of next season. Most people are really disappointed in how it ended for the Bucks. Back-to-back years, best record in the league, no finals appearances. But Jen told us three this morning that at the very top of the organization, they are not frowning on how the season ended. 
There is a sentiment that I saw from a number of Bucks fans reacting to the loss and their subsequent bounce from the bubble, that despite the outcome of what the Bucks did for social justice and the awareness and leveraging their position to get conversations with local government, that regardless of what happened, ultimately, that this was kind of a win. Um, it was bigger than basketball. Now, obviously, you have people who think that it was a distraction, that they should have focused on basketball. Those fans are out there as well. But I think the sentiment I'm seeing, which actually surprised me last night, was that if all of that was a distraction that affected their mindset, that influenced them not being able to completely focus on basketball, that it was kind of worth it. Bud said last night after the game, and I know you guys heard it, ideally, your team is capable of doing both, and he believes that his team was capable of doing both, but he talked about being on the right side of history and the character of this group, and he said when it comes down to it, he would like to have guys who are character guys, and he thinks that they'll be remembered for what they did for social justice. Jay, you know Bucks ownership personally. Uh, what do you make of Jen's comments here? Well, I, I think two, two things can be true at the same time. Um, you know, look, I know for a fact that Mark Lazary, one of the team's owners, had the Bucks on a team uh, on a team call with Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin talking about uh, social injustice and what kind of legislation should they be pushing for. And then obviously we saw George Hill and company lead that forfeit slash boycott that really got a lot of attention that we started the conversation again. Once again, not to forget names like Brianna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, that we, we said at the beginning of this mm-hmm. whole thing was the whole cause for them being in the bubble in the first place to bring more attention and awareness around some of the injustices that we are seeing happen in our country. I think in the same breath, though, I also saw Coach Budenholzer get outcoached by Eric Spostra. I also think that for Giannis, a guy who is, we're seeing mature into a superstar, back-to-back MVP, defensive player of the year, the Milwaukee Bucks have the best team offense, the best team defense, that we're, we're watching the evolution of a guy like Giannis start to think more about how do I, how do I own more of what I need to do for this team to help us get there, right? Um, you know, he had that one line, key where he's like, you know, when a reporter asked him about why not, why are you not guarding Jimmy Butler? Here's a great example. He said, why will you ask me that? I'll do whatever coach wants me to do, right? That's his answer now. I think the answer we will see next year is there's not, that's not even going to be a question. He's going to guard that player. And the same way we saw LeBron James do this with Mike Brown to an extent or Kevin Durant do this with Scott Brooks, there comes a point where you as the best player have to be that voice where you're telling your franchise what you need them to do in order to keep you there. You know, is that Coach Bud? Do you want him to be there, the head coach? Uh, what players do you want to surround you? Maybe we shouldn't let Malcolm Brogdon go, but I think you're going to start seeing Giannis be a lot more involved in the management decisions for this team moving forward. As he should be. I, I think all-star players, when you get to a certain level, should have some influence in decision-making when it comes to coaches, certain players, things that affect you, you should, and you know, you don't necessarily want to take the general manager out of the equation, but you want to have that conversation with him. And LeBron James, for the most part, he was the guy. Well, not really. I mean, I'm sure other players in the past just wasn't as vocal or out there with all the media coverage. Went to management. Magic Johnson did it in the early '80s to, with Dr. Jerry Buss and said, "You know what? It's either me." or this coach, and Dr. Buss made the decision in the right. 80s to get rid of the coach, and the rest was history. That worked out. So it worked out pretty good. And I think Giannis has to first decide 
if he wants to be in Milwaukee. I understand post-game press conference. I'm going to tell you, I love ESPN. It's the greatest thing ever. La-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right? I'm going to do all of those sort of things. But if something comes along that's a whole lot better and shinier and there's no snow on the ground, then it becomes – no, I'm serious. It becomes you, – you start to think about it. And you look at it from Giannis's standpoint, it's good to say those things, but it, your offseason is just starting. And you this know, is you, your offseason. You, you've got to go on a few vacations and a few trips here soon to kick back, relax – you got to talk to your family, talk to your agent, talk to the owners. Then there's other people like Pat Riley who happen to have a conversation with your agent potentially about something else. And by the way, hey, what is, what's that big fella thinking well, I, about? I, I will say you know, this. All of those sort of things take place. Just for context, the agency that Giannis is with, Octagon, mm-hmm. also represents Bam Adebayo. No, oh, see? So there you go. that conversation, he said, Miami Heat player, Miami Heat that, player. That, yes. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. As they say, full disclosure, I did not know that. But I just know how those conversations go. Connect pa- through passing. You know, oh, he's on the eighth. What is it? The eighth hole in the tee or tee box or whatever in, in golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he's box. over there on the eighth hole. Hey, how you doing? That looks like Giannis. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Why don't you just come see me in the clubhouse and have a drink? That conversation start, you know, that's it's just, the 19th hole. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm not a golfer, but 19th <laughs> tee hole. I also say this too, Keith. You know, Giannis gets praised because of this mentality that he has. He doesn't want to work out with guys. Wants to be by himself. You know, and, and today, and, and today, right? And everybody's like, "Oh, that's Michael Jordan." We need more mentalities like that. Let me give you the opposite equation here. Here's what the genius thing is about that LeBron does, because LeBron works out with other players. You know what he's doing? He's evaluating talent. Constantly. Oh, you've been working on your game? Oh, you're doing this? Okay, you might be a piece here or there. So that might be, if Giannis does choose to stay in Milwaukee, by recognizing other people's talents, by doing those different things, becoming more aware of that, who are the best pieces that potentially could fit in with my team if I feel like I need to reshuffle the deck and add pieces to help us get to where we need to be. In one minute, we will talk to the true personification. This is one of Jay's biggest points in the month we've been on the air, the true personification of a student-athlete that might tell us just how we can get this NFL season finished. But first, we're going from A to Z. I want to quickly mention ADZ brought to you by Dell. Dell just announced their Labor Day sale. Save up to 50% on powerful business computers with Intel Core processors that'll keep you ahead of the competition. Just call one 877 ask Dell. We are asking ourselves, who is going to be the next coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder? It certainly isn't going to be Billy Donovan. In the contractually worded phrase, we have mutually agreed to part ways. We found that out last night. He finished third for NBA Coach of the Year. Four first-place votes. He'll have some options. The Bulls are looking for a coach. The Pacers, the Sixers, the Pelicans, all in the market. That all according to Woj. Colin Kaepernick is back in the game. The virtual game, that is. For the first time since the 2016 season, he is going to be a part of Madden 21. He's not back on the field, but you know how popular these video games are. By the way, if you're wondering, he's going to be... Top-rated free agent quarterback. (laughs) Got to tell you, I love him because he's my homie, but... Josh McCowan is on a team. 
He can't be on the team? Right. Josh McCown waiting in the wings for the Eagles just in case there is anything. And by and the way. And getting paid to stay home. Colin right. Kaepernick can't be on the team? Right. <laughs> they the paid Josh to stay home. He's, uh, he's living in Texas waiting for Wentz to get hurt. <laughs> I think that's basically what's happening. Uh, and then we'll go Jalen Hurts. Oh, by the way, we had to mention with Colin Kaepernick and any player, if you're a Madden freak, he does have an 81 overall rating. That's probably the most important thing to mention. He's got an 81. And the Broncos pass rusher, Von Miller. Injured a tendon in his ankle near the end of practice yesterday. He's expected to need surgery that's going to probably keep him out for the rest of the year, according to Adam Schefter. He will go to Dr. Robert Anderson in Green Bay to get a second opinion. The Broncos open the season on ESPN Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. When you play this sport, the best thing about it is you get to start over every single year. No matter if you won the Super Bowl the last year, you get a clean slate. There's one goal and one goal only. Bring a championship to this city. Touchdown, Houston! That's just in my DNA. Touchdown! If If you're watching on ESPN News, you just saw Patrick Mahomes flexing. They will host Deshaun Watson, and the Texans and Chiefs will tomorrow night. Big question is, I mean, are we going to be able to get through this football season? And a guy that's got an incredible perspective is joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, Dr. Myron Roll. If you're old enough, you might remember when he was just Myron Roll. Great, great college football player at Florida State. Played in the NFL as a safety. He was a Rhodes Scholar. And he's a current medical resident at Massachusetts General Hospital. That's quite the resume. And Dr. Roll, got to give him that proper title because now he's a doctor, joins us. This morning. All right, Dr. Roll, with everything you've done, playing football and treating people, tell us the best way we could have a successful NFL season and kind of get through this thing. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, if you don't mind, I just wanted to you know, take a second to, you know, say thank you guys for, for first having me on and to give flowers. I mean, Jay Will, huge fan. Uh, I talked to you last year on the phone. Uh, you probably get to how giddy I was. Um, I'm from Jersey, St. Joe's Metuchen. You know, it was a big deal talking to you, your amazing career. And Keyshawn, you know, watching you at Southern Cal with the white white socks and black shoes, taking a hook to the crib. I mean, it was amazing, man. And, um, you know, your swag, you know, gave me a confidence in myself. You probably don't even know this, but just, you know, how you played with, with such confidence gave me the, me the confidence that um, I belonged in the room with scholars. I belonged in the room with athletes. I belonged. You know, I can – trust and rely on my talent to, to put me there and to get the job done. So anyway, it's just a pleasure to be here with you guys today. Appreciate um, it. Myron, can no I say doubt. this too, brother? Like I, I've seen you on TV, man, and I, I've, I've heard you speak out. So we spoke last year. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I was skeptical from the beginning. Uh, you know, as a neurosurgeon, um, you know, up in Boston at Mass General Hospital, I was skeptical uh, that the NFL or any um, sport could um, – you know, go through a pandemic at this point, uh, especially a sport that, as you guys know, innately requires you to be close and close contact and huddles, locker rooms, walkthroughs, team meetings, and all of that. Uh, but I, I think what this what this is telling us, um, this fact that they are going to go through with it, is that economics wins the day. And being a revenue generator like the NFL is and wants to provide a product for consumers, uh, that is going to trump health. At all times. I mean, we've seen disparities in healthcare in our country uh, before a pandemic, right? People who are don't have money, uh, can't afford healthcare, good quality access to care, 
live a block away from a tier one hospital, can't get in there to be seen and be treated for whatever they, they have. And so the idea that a pandemic, COVID-19, is being used as sort of a political tool to divide people on one side or the other, when the medical community, people in my hospital, people who have been on the front lines, have been working incredibly hard to expeditiously find vaccines, therapeutic regimens to kind of mitigate and thwart this disease, where providers have been taking care of people in the ICU and acute care settings. The medical community has been doing its job, but unfortunately COVID-19 has been used as sort of like this play tool to sort of divide people on different sides. And then again, you have the NFL that's in the business of making money, wants to continue this product. So I think they're going to try to do everything they can to keep the game going, to keep the season going. But I've been skeptical from the beginning. I think it's going to be dangerous. I think it's going. To, I don't think it's going to be completed. Uh, that's just my conservative medical opinion. And unfortunately, uh, the collateral damage is going to be players, coaches, staff, family members. Uh, we're all going to suffer from it. I think we should just pause, allow this pandemic to be curbed, and continue to allow the medical community and the wonderful researchers and the brilliant minds who are at the front line trying to get and sort this thing out the opportunity to do so before we get back to it. You know, uh, Dr. Myron Rowe, I just love saying that because it's just that's it, it, it will we'll have a conversation at the end of end of our segment with you. But when I look at um, trying to understand, help me understand the, the covid situation. Right. Because as as we go out to restaurants, we're walking on the streets, we're doing things actively. And now we're allowing people to attend games, fans to attend games. Houston, Kansas City, tomorrow night, there'll be about 17,000 uh, fans are in the stands. How can they avoid, in the stadium, contracting COVID-19? Yeah, Keisha, that's, um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, and it's one where I think the individual fan needs to make the decision uh, and go through a checklist of, okay, do I, fit, do I meet all these boxes? Do I hit all these criteria for me to even be eligible to go to a game? And you have to really be, you know, transparent uh, with yourself that, um, you know, I am doing everything I can to protect myself and my family. One, you know, have I had a negative test recently, right? Do, do I know my status? Two, have, do I have a known risk factor where people in my house uh, either have been positive, have been exposed, or I have been personally been exposed? Three, do I have a mask to wear? Will I commit myself to wearing that mask at all times? You know, not taking it off to, to eat or drink or just to communicate better or whatever the case may be. I'm going to keep this mask on at all times. Four, am I going to social distance and make sure that I have you know the right six feet requisite um, distance between? between me and another fan and and five you know is this really worth it you know just think about long term like is it worth it that i have to support my favorite team my favorite player my favorite organization my favorite whatever physically in an actual space that i don't know what else is around me being neurotic about my health being neurotic about you know what's actually happening in the midst of a pandemic do i know what's actually happening around me and do i feel comfortable with that decision if i can check all those boxes then yeah, it maybe it's reasonable to go and support your team. If you cannot, then I think it's it's also reasonable to stay home, support your team from the side, and wait for this thing to slow down before you can go back and do it again. I'm optimistic, Keyshawn, that we can get over this, but I just feel that um, you know we just need to take our time and, and and get there slowly for sure. Myron, let me ask you this: with, with the fall coming and it getting colder, the conflation between flu, COVID, how do we navigate this? Like for all sports. Yeah. 
it's it's going to be hard. I mean, you know, frankly, you know, COVID nineteen uh, has has so many data points right now, but we need more, right? We we know what it can do to disenfranchise people, black and brown people, in poor communities. We know what it can do to people who have premorbid conditions who are older. We even know what it can do to young people who are fit and extraordinarily, um, you know, in, in top physical shape. Um, and we also have heard about myocarditis. We've heard about neurological symptoms that have come from this, kidney failure things that have come, memory issues that have come. So we're getting more data. And as, as a scientist myself and as someone who loves research, I just want to know more information about it. Right now, we just don't know enough about co-infections with the flu, about superimposed infections. You know, we, we've got a vaccine, a vaccine and a therapeutic regimen for flu, but how does that affect a person when they have COVID-19 as well, when they potentially get pneumonia, when they potentially, you know, get some other respiratory illness or get another organ system that gets hit? Uh, we just don't know quite yet, but what I think we can do is to, um, you know, really rely on our medical providers uh, and, and rely on the fact that we've gone through already a very, very tough influx of patients coming in. And now I think we do have the capacity in our hospitals and our facilities and our PPE requirements to really take care of anything that hits us again. I, I'm, I'm more confident in our doctors and nurses, our women and men who are on the front lines taking care of this than I am, you know, the, the economics behind it all and entrepreneurs that really want to get things started again. It's so complicated that that divide between football and medicine, and you've bridged it pretty well. I just want to say something, Doc. I know at the top of when you came in, you were talking about watching me and giving the swag for me and things like that. I just want to tell you that you are a hero of mine, and I idolize you to the utmost. And typically athletes may look at other athletes or entertainers for that matter, but I look at people like you, Dr. Keith Black, another neurosurgeon that I know. It's just, it just I'm in awe of how you got there. It is, I mean, like ridiculously smart to be able to do the things and, and understand the science and the medicine and take it to the next level. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That means a lot to me. It really does. I appreciate that. Myron, thank you so much for joining us and thanks you for everything you're doing. No doubt. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me again. Mm-hmm. Thanks Myron. Absolutely. What, what do I always say? I'm only listening to people with the white coats with the pins. Exactly. That's it. I don't yeah. hear nothing from nobody else telling me about COVID. We got updated. If you ain't a damn doctor, ESPN don't tell right. me nothing. <laughs> Myron Roll joined us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and coming up on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA insider. He's going to tell us what the exact short-term checklist should be for the Milwaukee Bucks now that their season has come to a stunning end. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And we're ready to talk to ESPN front office insider Bobby Mark. Spent 20 years plus in the Nets organization, and he joins us this morning. Bobby, short-term checklist here. First things first for the Bucks and what they need to do to help Giannis get over the hump here. Well, I mean, I think when you look at the roster, I mean, this roster is, um, you know, you're committed to this roster right now. Um, I, I think we forget that, you know, they did win, what, 75% of their games over the last two years here. So unless you want to really shake up this thing, I mean, I, you, you would probably start looking at, at, at Chris Middleton here. But I, I think for the short term, Zooming is kind of, as I always say, it's kind of like this big picture audit of the whole of the roster, the you know, the head coach, um, you know, you're going into the off season, you're going to likely be in a luxury tax here. Um, you know, his extension, as we know, will come up down the, um, down, down the road here. But, yeah, I think you probably want to, you know, maybe take a step back and figure out what went wrong, um, not just this year, but last year in, in the playoffs. And if, if it's the head coach or if it's do we have to move pieces around, um, that's kind of where I would, um, you know, I would take that, that approach there. But, um, you know, some of these contracts, they just signed with Chris Middleton. He's owed $147 million, and Eric Bledsoe's got – you know, 50 million plus and Brooke has, you know, a ton of money still coming. Um, not easy to move around there. Bobby, what scenario do you think? I mean, if he chose not to stay in Milwaukee, what scenario do you yeah. think would be most viable for, for Giannis? Well, I mean, and and I, if I was advising him, I would advise him not to sign the extension um, now. Um, I would play out the year because that money is going to be there, the 220 or $230 million. It's going to be there next year. Um, I know that you want the, the security um, standpoint here, but, um, I mean, Miami's sitting in the driver's seat. <laughs> I mean, if you look at where the Heat are, Jay, I mean, they're in the driver's seat because they have – they have the cap space in 2021 to just go out and get him outright. I think what we're going to learn over the next couple of months here is that um, how the league and the player association negotiates what the salary cap level is going to be in 2021. It's going to be a seismic shift um, because you basically will probably eliminate a lot of these teams. You'll eliminate the Lakers. You'll probably eliminate potentially Dallas from the mix here. Um, we'll see what happens with Toronto here. But Miami, from, from my viewpoint, is kind of sitting in, in the driver's seat. And, and if I was Giannis, I'm not signing it. I know there's the injury factor, but as you guys have seen with, with Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson, if you are a franchise-level player, that money is going to be waiting for you, even if you do, um, you do suffer that injury. And I want to see as far as what, what my roster is going to be look, look like because it's, it's not just a one- or two-year commitment – this is a five-year commitment. You know, you, the Supermax is not a two- or three-year contract. When you sign that, that is a five-year five-year contract. Mm. Bobby, uh, Billy Donovan's out in OKC. Where does this leave Chris Paul? What's his next move? Yeah, it, it's interesting because we wrote about Oklahoma City last uh, week when they, when they had gotten eliminated, and they're kind of like in that in-between stage, right? Like they have with Chris and um, with Stephen Adams and Dennis Schroeder, you know, players like that. 
a year ago, I would have told you that the Chris Paul contract was toxic, right? And what was owed to him? No, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's, he's still owed 41 and I think $44 million for the next two years. But when, you, when he's a healthy Chris Paul, he's an all-NBA Chris Paul here. So I think if, if I'm Chris or if I'm you know his agent, I am probably want to know where we're going with the direction of this roster. Especially, I think, if you go out and hire a young coach and you're going to start focusing really on, on, a, on a player development standpoint – then I probably am looking at kind of what my next move is. But I, I, we had all thought that you had to attach things to get rid of Chris Paul. I don't think that's the case anymore. And, you know, we, we've certainly heard, you know, I think last night there was, you know, some scuttlebutt, maybe Milwaukee tries to get into the mix there. But um, I think there's a market for Chris. I think <clears throat> I heard Jay talk about New York. I, I know where they are with cap space. You can slide right in there. Um, I think he would be great on and off the court there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're looking with, uh, with Chris. I think this, this season kind of validated a lot of, a lot of things, um, for him that there is a, you know, still a strong role in this league. Mm. Very interesting. If you want more from Bobby and all the potential outcomes that he's thinking about, he's got a piece up right now on ESPN.com. You can check that out. It's obviously going to be a huge off season storyline to follow Bobby. Thank you. Thanks Bobby. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right, so as Jay pats himself on the oh, back, like he, was first, he was first on Miami. You talked about it. We want to get your thoughts on something we asked Bobby that uh, we just discussed a moment ago, which is the whole Billy Donovan, Chris Paul scenario from mm-hmm. your standpoint. You kind of heard what Bobby said. How do you think this all shakes out, especially with regard to CP3? Well, look, if OKC is rebuilding, if I'm CP3, you know, can you build something in my vision? Right? If CP3 can't get to a championship contender, then I think you have to start thinking next steps. Now, I don't know if this is what CP3 wants to do, but if it is moving into management position or potentially being part of an ownership group that can buy a team, I, I, I still think the move is coming to New York City. Now, a lot of people say, oh, come on, don't do that, New York City fans. I just <laughs> – CP3's DNA of how he competes, we call him a point god. If there's ever a place that the terminology point god fits into – more so than anywhere else, it's New York City. Now, the pieces with Leon Rose, with Worldwide West, with Kenny Payne, who was the assistant coach that came over uh, from Kentucky that now is player development for the New York Knicks. Worldwide West is a name that a lot of people in basketball spaces know, a lot of people outside basketball don't know, but his connectivity is off the charts. You think that with Tom Thibodeau, like a, a PG is the extension of the coach on the floor. Who better to represent Tom Thibodeau than CP3? And the upward trajectory for him long term, that would be such a win for the Knicks. And then you can have the right mouthpiece out there representing your organization that can help you recruit and also help you build the right culture for this team and what it should be. That's what I was going to ask you about the the recruiting aspect of it. There's a number of free agents that will be out there over the next 12 months. Will Will CP3 be able to attract those guys, though? Well, I think CP3 playing at a high level, but also I think CP3, you know, CP3 is not going to be there for the next seven or eight years, right? It's about passing the torch. It's about who's carrying on the mantle. So I, I think you're also going to see, look at the way CP3 has learned how to lead this year. I mean, two years ago, it was him and James Harden. They couldn't get along, alpha males. And now to think about this team, look how he led Shea Gilgis Alexander. Look how he helped him shine. Look how he shared the responsibility with Dennis Schroeder. Right? Like, it was a different CP3. He was a lot easier 
on his teammates. I think you're seeing the evolution in his maturity from a leadership perspective as well, and I think that can carry on to New York City. The numbers, CP3, but the uh, operative numbers, Jay, two more years left, $85 million. That's a $40 million year play. I hear you, but have you seen the way he just played? Oh, no doubt. I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying that's, that's a lot of money. I, it's a lot of money, but you're, you, there's a return. Considering the way he just played, you know what return you're getting with this caliber CP3. Yeah, you would imagine some head coaches would be interested in coming to OKC for sure. Still to come, our weekly smart picks, which includes the most iconic action movie star of his era in his most iconic role. Plus, Paul Feinbaum at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. That's all still on the way. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So the Heat move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics can do the same tonight. We'll talk about that in just Two minutes and the guy that makes them go. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars. Up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Paul Feinbaum coming up at 910 Zubin, do you know who... Um... You know who sung that song that just played? Not, you know a, who that, not a clue. Not at all. Not, are you surprised by that? No, we have to work. Ernie Johnson. Er, Ernie Johnson. The EJ. Other day on TN, yeah, EJ. He knew it. He was like, "Yeah, that's Rick Ross, baby." Okay, that's Big Rick. Rick Ross. Now you know. He's like Rick Ross. I Rick, Ro- Rick Ross. I don't. Rick Ross. I don't remember him being in my class. Would you? Would you fall out of your chair if I knew Rick so, Ross? Associated with the three hundred five Miami. Oh, gotcha. That's yes. it. Yes. Okay. Full beard. He oh no, I've classy. seen Rick Ross oh, for yes, sure. I just yes. didn't know that was Rick Ross. Sorry, <laughs> I just didn't know. All right, let's go to our smart picks brought to you by Redbox. The smart picks on Redbox is Hard Kill, starring Bruce Willis and Jesse Metcalf. Just a quick summary on what this movie's about. The millionaire tech magnate Donovan Chalmers, uh, Chalmers, excuse me, played by Bruce Willis, begins work on a potentially risky project, so he enlists a group of mercenaries to safeguard his secrets from an independent terrorist organization. However, the terrorists use Chalmers' daughter as collateral to get what they want, forcing him to stop at nothing to protect her. This would be great if the movie soundtrack was by Rick Ross, but I don't think that's the actual case. So we're talking about Bruce Willis, your Bruce Willis smart pick, the movie that you've got to see. I mean, he was a huge star back in his day. If you're young, you may not know who this guy is, but mm-hmm. he was a really die big hard. deal. Die, die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. 
Seems For obvious, me, right? John yeah. McClane. Yeah, John McClane. I'll go another one with you because I love sci-fi with my mom. We watch it every Friday night as a family growing up. The Fifth Element. Okay. Fifth Element. Dallas Corbin. I mean, he was saying, you know, Chris Tucker was in this movie. You know who Chris Tucker is, right? Yes, the actor, the comedian. Yeah, he played Ruby Rod. I'm not that was... out of touch. I'm kind of okay. out of touch, but not that out of touch. Mila Jovovich. <laughs> do you know who that is? She's an actress. Yes. Okay. Big time actress. Two for three. I just didn't have the Rick Ross, but Boom. I knew who he was. That's fine. Like two and a half out of three. But die hard. We're putting you more into the culture. It's all right. <laughs> Chris, we're, we're, we're as, as people like to argue, Christmas movie. You know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It was, the setting was Christmas. It's like, yeah, it's, it's kind a of movie, Christmas man. Movie. It's kind of a Christmas movie. I'm not taking my kids to see Die Hard doing Christmas Nobody time. said it was a kid's Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie well, for Well, you adults. usually do Christmas movies with your family. At least I do. Okay. What are your Christmas movies? Uh, Miracle 34th Street. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so keys going for Charlie Die Brown's Hard. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> The Christmas so, that stole, a Grinch that stole Christmas. So Key's going for Die Hard, John McClane to the max, and Jay's going to go a little out of the box, go a little Fifth Element yes. with sci-fi. All right, so let's go from the smart picks on movies for Redbox to the smart pick tonight in the NBA, or if you prefer, we're on the eve of the NFL season. Make everybody at home smarter. Smart pick in the NBA or your smart pick in the NFL. Clippers, man. That's the smartest thing you can do tonight. Clippers tonight on yes, ESPN against the Nuggets. the smartest Nuggets. thing you can do. Okay. We might have an NBA Finals at the Lakers and the Celtics, and the way the Celtics are playing with Marcus Smart defensively, making all NBA team uh, defensively, it really sets the bar. And Jason Tatum is rising. Him and Jalen Brown are both rising to superstar status. I mean, Jason Tatum is rising, rising, rising. His ability to score is electrifying. And to see him against Braun, if they're able to get by Miami, if they're able to get by Toronto, will be fantastic for the NBA to watch. Well, that's so great that he said if they're able to get past Toronto – it could be Braun in, you know, he didn't say if the Lakers are able to get past the Clippers. Or we. Or we. I like <laughs> or, that. Or, or that, is, that, that, is, that, is me, that a setup? I don't no, know. No, that tells me you, you believe that the Lakers are going to get past them. It's cool. More, I get it. More on the Celtics in just a second. But first, a reminder to rent the newest releases fresh from the theater at the box or on demand. So let's talk a little bit about the Celtics. If they win tonight, this is ho-hum. This is sort of like Keys territory with the Lakers, where Celtics fans almost feel like it's a birthright. But if they win tonight, this will be their 30th 3-0, 30th appearance in the Eastern Conference Finals. Keep I wasn't afraid. around for like 25 <laughs> of them, so it doesn't matter. But tonight, they've got an opportunity to punch that ticket and meet the Heat, and you have been so impressed by the way Jason Tatum has played since they've gotten to the bubble. Well, he's had a couple off games here and there, but I think ultimately I'm really impressed with defensively how they played against Toronto. I mean, Toronto felt like they couldn't move. It was stifling defense uh, from the second quarter on. And, look, they made a lot of shots, but having Kimball Walker, who you know is a big-time clutch shot shooter, having Jalen Brown, who defensively uh, is one of the best two-way players in the game, Marcus Smart has been making threes, He's also a lockdown defender. And then having Jason Tatum, who can explode offensively, the way this team is playing, uh, it just seems like they're, they're going to meet their match if they're able to get by Toronto with Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, and that is going to be a guard's heaven. That's a guard's dream to watch Jimmy Butler go against Jason Tatum uh, to see all these individual matchups of these great guards will be incredible to watch. And, and they are such – they're so guard-heavy up in Boston. I don't really see them really struggling. If, if they can keep Jimmy Butler – I'm assuming they get past Toronto – keep Jimmy Butler in check, yeah. then that's cruise control to the championship for them. I Let mean, me- there's not enough playmakers in Miami to match Boston. I want to ask you this about Kemba Walker real quick. In his eight years in Charlotte – 
He went to the playoffs a couple times. He played a grand total of 11 games over eight years in Charlotte. If they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Already matched it, right? Done. How about that? A guy that really, I think, deserves to be on the stage that he's on. He's playing great. He's got the knee injury, but he's played well. And just think about how we're talking about the Celtics, I mean, as a different team. It was only a couple years ago Kyrie Irving was on this team. Right. Right? What a difference. Uh, And it was Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum. I mean, a year ago. Jason Tatum has evolved. Jalen Brown has evolved. But just the the different styles in, in leadership there with Kimba and how he has a lot more hockey assist. Mm. It's just a, it's a completely different team. Now we're not questioning the coaching ability of Brad Stevens anymore. Right. Right. And so managing personalities is always challenging. It goes back to that Nets conversation. That's why, you know, it's interesting to see the relationship that Steve Nash has with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It's going to be critical towards the success of that organization. The hockey assist, right? The pass that leads to the assist. Exactly. Instead of holding on to the ball, you creating the assist. Fascinating. We'll have plenty of opportunity to talk about the NBA tomorrow. And tomorrow, obviously, is when the NFL is going to get going again with the Texans and the Chiefs. We are locked and loaded for Thursday and Friday and can't wait to come back on Monday to talk about how Cam looked, how Tom Brady looked, how Drew Brees looked, and a little doubleheader on Monday as well. It's going to be great. Just a reminder, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Paul Feinbaum, Paulie. who will join us in just about 17 minutes from now, join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Still to come, an expert, a real expert that's been in the operating room and in the locker room that says the NFL needs to press pause on the season even before it begins. Who is it? And what's the reasoning? We'll have that next when Key Jay-Z continues. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.